0: What really gets my dick hard is so fucking what?
1: Welcome to Melpy Podcast. I'm Ethan Luck, and I'm Clint Wells. And this is episode thirty-seven, and this is a little bit uh, off-topic of what we normally do for episodes, whether it's a record or a member or a tour, things like that. Uh, we're kind of giving. We're going to be a,
2: talking about Yanni.
1: We're talking about Yanni exactly, <laughs> and the Yanni relation, podcast now. The, the relation to Yanni to Metallica is pretty uncanny. You guys would not believe it; it's your mind's going to be blown. Goes all the way back to Kill 'Em All. All the way back, man. He actually <laughs> did some pretty sick uh, soprano sax on that.
2: Oh shit, that was, well, Kenny was, that was Kenny G actually. Was it Kenny G? Well, because there was kind of a dark period between Dave Mustaine and Kirk where they were like, are we going to get a ripping uh, Bay Area thrash guy or are we going to get Kenny G?
1: Yeah, uh, they wanted somebody with like some like, eclectic tastes, uh, you know, in, in in the non-electric guitar uh,
2: genre, so. And they wanted the most opposite thing of Dave Mustaine on the planet and that happened to just coincidentally be Kenny G. Exactly. <laughs> Stone Cold Sober, plays a saxophone. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs>
1: Anyways, uh, so this is a little bit of a different episode. We're just kind of giving you a preview of what's to come, uh, upcoming epi- episodes, and a uh, little bit of a highlight to our Patreon. I know we've been pushing that thing a lot at the end of each episode, but it's a big deal, you guys. We're doing some really cool stuff. Uh, we're doing some cover songs.
2: Yeah, I'd mentioned on our Instagram, which thankfully... Although thousands of you listen every week, only like a hundred of you follow us on Instagram. Yeah, I did do an Instagram post saying we were going to talk about Reload, but due to our schedules, Ethan's out in California, and I yeah. was out and I was on the road this week in Atlanta, and uh, we couldn't really get it together to do a to do the episode we want to do for Reload to give it the love we want to give it. Exactly, so we decided to do this uh, what we're calling our our EP teaser. So yeah, at, at the end of this episode, after we do the housekeeping stuff, we're actually going to play f- in full. The progress we've made on two of our songs we're gonna do uh outlaw torn for me and then uh unforgiven three for you ethan correct yeah correct
1: yeah i mean uh like clinton i've been working on the on, on these songs for uh, a few weeks to maybe two months by now and uh yeah we want you to hear them because we want you to get involved and it's not like a money-making thing like give us money and get these songs we want these songs to be in your possession and we're really excited about them so uh, we thought, why not dedicate an episode to these things and uh, let you hear them in full?
2: Yeah, it's really cool. So the way it works is, if you become a patron of the show, <laughs> you can donate five bucks or ten bucks or whatever it is. You can go to uh, patreon.com dot com backslash your podcast and see what all the deal is. We won't totally. we won't bore you with all that. But from the five dollar mark on up, you get access to this EP that we're making. So exactly it's going to be cool it's going to be kind of different and fun there's even a certain incentive on patreon where you can actually decide what the songs are going to be on the next subsequent volumes because i think we're going to we're probably going to do these volumes as long as we do the show uh yeah as long as we do the show or as
1: long as we cover every uh metallica song in their catalog yeah or as long as we both shall live agreed speaking i, I will say <laughs> that there, there there are some songs in the metallica catalog they're going to be fucking hard to cover yeah, I'm dreading some of it, actually. Because e- e- even even in, in choosing my three songs, and I'm sure when you chose your three songs, I went through their entire catalog and I was like, fuck, jumping the fire would be really hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, because, you know, you, you're not going to, you know, Clint, I think I speak for Clint in saying that you can't just cover it verbatim. No. Who wants it, to hear that? It'd be fun. Sure. Like I could cover verbatim. Can I sing like that? No. Can I play like that? No. But, uh, you know, we're, we're going to throw our own take on these songs. So. Well,
2: and I, yeah. And I think, I think we're kind of calling it a reimagining. and, uh, exactly for me, what, what's been really fun. Cause I've been on the load reload. All my songs are from that era. Right. It has been just sort of distilling sort of the, the bare the, the skeleton of the song yeah which is where i think the lyrics shine and the melody shine and it's just fun to sort of come in through the back door do something a little different
1: yeah it, it yeah we're, we're we're basically uh putting our own take on these songs and uh like clint said reimagining these songs like if someone handed us james's lyrics and maybe a chord progression this is what clinton would come up with
2: yeah and then win a grammy uh for making uh, uh obviously <laughs> so here and so here's the deal. We're gonna name some of the so we got one two three. We got five new patrons this week. Yeah. So, uh, let's let's name them. Let's honor them. Let's roll let's out do the red it. carpet. For How these about people. right now? Let's do it right now. We got James Hinky, Loud Rock, Danny, Danny, Dairyberry, Dairyberry, Junebug, F- Fugit, Fuck it, Fuck it, Fuck it. And then big surprise for me, my friend Cameron Ray, who is uh has been a friend of mine for a while. He lives in the Dallas area. He's a singer, songwriter. He works in the music industry. And nice. uh, he's let me very benevolently let me crash on his couch a few times when I've toured through there. Cameron Ray became a patron this week. So what's up, Cameron? Cameron, hear from dude. You, man. Thank you so much, man. That's awesome. Shoot shoot me a text, homie. Let's catch up. So those are our patrons. If the baseline donation, you get a shout out on the show. Tens and tens of thousands of Metallica nerds will hear your name. Oh and yeah. then find you on the Facebook and the MySpace. And then you guys might be friends forever. Uh, it's very, it's a very big possibility,
1: and it's not a huge donation to the podcast on Patreon to access this EP.
2: Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's it's, it's basically, it'd be basically like 60 bucks, 60 bucks for a whole year. Exactly. Well,
1: well, well, like, we're not trying to, like, rip anyone off here. It's not like, if you pledge $100, you get six songs. Like, if you pledge fucking $5, you're going to get this damn thing.
2: Yeah. It's cool. So, so get on before board. we before we play two of these songs, uh, you want to do some goddamn emails? Uh, I think I do. Oh. All right. So here's the deal with the emails. Uh, we get more than ten a week, but we try to whittle it down. We know you guys have your time is valuable. We appreciate your ears every week. Uh, so, but we also do want to respond with you guys and engage you guys. We do it all through the week. If you do yep. want to get on the show, have your thing read on the show, send us an email. Our email address is metalupyourpodcastshow show at gmail.com and we'll read your thing. We will. We're not going to ignore it. Like we might not read it on the show every week, but we're going to
1: respond. We're going to read it. We're going to embrace it. You're, you're, you're not going to go, uh, ignored everybody. Come on. No, we refuse to ignore you. No, that's not happening. So why don't you start us off? happy to man. All right. Our first email be- comes from Bill. <laughs> hey, Bill, <laughs> Bill. First of all, I appreciate you, Bill, because uh, a lot of times we get uh, either crazy screen names or that we uh, can't pronounce. Yeah. Names we can't pronounce. So I'm happy to say our first email is from Bill. Bill says,
2: Hey guys, Question no, mark. That's, a, that's, that's my type of, I don't think he had Well, that. you know
1: what? Let's keep her typo in there. So, Hey guys,
2: uh, Hey guys, Hey guys, Hey guys, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just discovered the podcast. I fucking love it. It's the podcast I've been waiting and wanting uh, for from one of the best bands ever. I got a hypothetical I want to drop on you guys. All right, let's hear it, Bill. Let's hear it, uh, Bill. L- Load is one of the most um, divisive albums in the catalog. Do you think if it was released as a James Hetfield solo album would load have been more accepted by, by the fan base? I myself would be very interested in a Hetfield solo album. Thanks for spreading the word on the mighty Metallica. Don't tread on me, bill. Um, load as a James Hetfield solo album.
2: I don't, I'm not, I don't buy it. I can't see it. I
1: can't see it. However, I can see certain songs on load yeah. and, and reload as James Hetfield solo
2: songs. I, I think Mama Said is a James Hetfield solo song. I really I do. I think so too. It's the only one that doesn't really sound like Metallica to me. And maybe, I mean, you know, the arguments can be made for Low Man's Lyric. Of course. But to me, it, I mean, to me, it sounds like Metallica.
1: It still sounds like Metallica. I mean, yeah, you ha- I mean, even,
2: you know. Am I too close to the load, reload, fire? Like, I know that some of our old school fans are like, dude, it would sound such a different thing. Am I too close to it? To me, it just sounds like King Nothing sounds like Metallica to me king nothing definitely sounds like metallica i mean there right. are there are things on load i mean
1: you, you know you, like you said mama said i would even i would even say the outlaw torn could be a james hetfield solo song okay all right maybe not as heavy a guitars like it might be a little
2: bit more mellow um i don't know
1: thorn within well, so let's what?
2: i don't so know let's, pon- let's ponder the question let's say it was though let's uh, we can't really hear a lot of it but let's say it was do we think that the fan base would have accepted it more? I'm going to say yes. Uh, I, I'm going to agree with you. I think, I mean, I, I think uh, as
1: history has shown, a lot of old school hardcore Metallica fans don't really
2: care for Load and Reload. I get it. Um, but they would But they would have been more like, they would have been more I think they'd been more understand, it, understanding, had, for sure. Yeah, had it been sort of an experimental side thing.
1: Yeah, they would have been like, fuck, this isn't Metallica. Oh, it's a James Hetfield solo record. Okay, this is
2: cool secretly sobbing to mama said, <laughs> I, I get it. He's, he's sowing his wild oats. We get it. It's so, a good question though. Yeah.
1: It's a great question. Uh, Bill, simply Bill, thank you so much for your question. Um, Bill, you did a good job with that question, man. Yeah. We appreciate you. And we that appreciate was killer, your question. Bill. Yeah. It is some, it is something fun to ponder. I mean, uh, Clint and I have both off, uh, off air have discussed, how much we? Uh, first of all, we want a James Hetfield solo record. Absolutely, I'd buy it. And bet. we, I think we both feel like it would probably be a little more country driven. Yep, um, yep. And like old oh. school country, not like uh, James Hetfield mashed with
2: like Florida Georgia Line. Ugh. No, I, I would say hopefully, hopefully it's it's sort of a uh, that sort of great late '60s, early '70s country yep. that we a- all love. Agreed. Yeah. Totally. And that then, and that he seems to obviously listen to. You know, those influences are all over those records. He totally does. Uh, thanks, Bill. Our next email is from Luke Webster. He says, Dear Clint Ethan, I'm a longtime listener and lover of all things Metallica. My dad first turned me on to them at the age of 10. I'm 16 now. Man, we got a young visit. We got a young one. 16. Awesome. I'm 16 now and I still love them to death. I had a thought about Death Magnetic solos, mainly those on Suicide and Redemption. That was just your life. Cyanide and the day that never comes. Since there are no solos on St. Anger, do you ever think that maybe the reason Death Magnetic's solos are so fast and thrashy is because Kirk suddenly had all this pent-up anger at everyone for not letting him play on St. Anger. Yes. I think... I wouldn't frame it that way. I I, I think Kirk's pretty zen. I, think, I think he's he, too, but... I, I think he accepted kind of what St. Anger was. I think what happened with Death Magnetic was, to, to uh, Luke's point, it had been many years since he was able to let loose in the studio. Of course. And B... If you've heard us gush about Kirk, it's because that's what that material called for. I think he ripped on that record because James and Lars decided to write a thrash record, right? You know when but, they were I mean, writing when they were writing the new metal System of a Down sauce record. <laughs> sauce. There wasn't any, there wasn't. Well, I, I almost said something meaner than sauce. Shit. But there wasn't there wasn't there wasn't room for him to do it. When they're coming in with songs like he mentions, he mentioned Sinai. That was just your live day. There comes right. Kirk's like step. Kirk's like ready to step up to the plate. That's kind of how I course, see it. Yeah.
1: But I mean, imagine imagine Kirk. I mean, going into Saint Anger, he was right. probably hearing a couple of riffs, like you know, m- you know, making riffs of his own, making little lead ideas, things like that. And all of a sudden, when it came time to like lay all that shit down, and they're like, uh, we're not going to throw any solos in this record, right? I mean, because you saw him in the some kind of monster documentary. He fights it for a bit.
2: Yeah, and, and he doesn't win, unfortunately.
1: He definitely does not. Uh, I would say fortunately, because uh, let's be honest. Kirk, you didn't put your mark on that record like you have on all the other records.
2: But that might be okay. That might be okay. <laughs> might be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Luke goes on to say, whatever the case, I enjoyed listening to your podcast on Monday. It gives me something to look forward to. I hope I make it on to the email reading with all those legends like Brad, like Brad well, Blazik. G- well, guess what, Luke? You just did. You made it, my, my friend. It's it's you and Brad. Brad's sobbing in the shower, naked. And Brad is right shaving right
1: now, naked in the shower, <laughs> and he just found a new best friend named Luke from Lexington. Lexington I can't even talk right now. Lexington, Kentucky. Not Luckington. far. L- Luckington.
2: Lexington. Yeah, it's it's yeah. just a pebble stone throw away from New Jersey. Motherfucker. <laughs> he yeah. says... By the way, he goes on to say, all you motherfuckers out there, P.S., I love the Dave voice. Can we bring it back? Now, Uh, well, let me me ask you something, (laughs) Clint. Um, Yeah? Hello, Dave? (laughs) I wasn't going to do it. Now I have to. Uh, Hello, Luke. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Hello. Luke. Here's the deal. Some of you out there, many of you out there, they don't like the Dave voice. I get it. It's not good. sounds like Marge Simpson. And I hear you, I hear, when you your your words of criticism reach into my soul, and they move me, they move me to action. Then I got old Luke over here, my little 16-year-old homie, saying, I love it, bring it back. What am I, what, Ethan, what are we to do? What are we to do with all this?
1: Well, let me tell you something, brother.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you how to bring it back. All you have to do is say, hey, Dave, are you there? Hello? <laughs> Man, thank God. <laughs> thank God we got the Hulkster to fucking try some the, light Hulkster of will, on this. the Hulkster will bring Dave's voice back. You and know what he the, does? It, he shoots it straight. He does.
1: Here's the other thing, Luke. Let me tell you something. The Dave voice didn't go away. It just didn't happen to appear in an
2: episode. It's still yeah. there. Oh, it's there. It's always it's, there with It's this.
1: omnipresent.
2: I imagine like a little Dave, a little Dave ghost that's always just perched on my shoulder, like a little demon. Oh, I can saying feel it on my shoulder right saying, saying, now. Do the do the hell. <laughs>
1: He's like, it's like, a, it's like a tiny, tiny little demon. He goes, hello, Clint.
2: You should uh, do my voice <laughs> in this episode. Are you sweating bullets? <laughs> <laughs> it's so shitty. Oh, it's so shitty. It's funny to me. All right. Thanks, Luke. It's good to hear Luke, from you, Luke, thank
1: bud. you, man. And God bless your dad for getting you into Metallica, man. That's Did awesome. He that? the, Did he say that? Did he say his dad got him into His dad it? at the, oh, yeah, at his his the dad age of 20, 10, long? man. Yep. That's so that's Six so cool. years ago. Yeah. Dude. Nice. Awesome, Luke. Well, hey. Props to your dad, man, for getting you into one of the best bands of all time. Hello, Luke's dad. (laughs) What's up, Luke's dad? (laughs) <laughs> all right. By the way, I, I'm I, I'm in, I, I just finished tour yesterday. I flew to California today to meet up with my wife. I met Congrats, my father. By the way, thank you. I'm so relieved to be done. No, uh, but I know I'm, you are. I, I'm in decompression mode at my father-in-law's house. He lives on a lake. I went on a boat today, but I can't imagine what he's thinking right now of his son-in-law in the other
2: room going, "What's up, brother?" He's thinking. He's thinking. My daughter did okay. She did all right.
1: Earlier he was like, "Wait, what do you have to record?" I was like, "Well, I do a podcast." He was like, "What's that?" I was like, "It's like a radio show." He's like, "What's it about?" I was like, "Metallica." He's like, "Okay." And
2: nerd alert,
1: yeah. So, anyways, all that to say, let's move on now. it's, it's okay. an, we're, we're done talking about that. Um, our next email comes from Tony Tambay. When I look at that, I, I want to say Timbale.
2: Mm, Tony Timbale, let's just call him that. We right. so we w so we w Tony, Tony Timbale.
1: <laughs> All right, Tony Timbale, Tony, fucking hell, Tony, Tony, Tony Timbale says, oh shit, church girls are coming on. <laughs> damn it, we're not even in the same room, and the church girls are happening. All right, uh, that's he how says, fucking powerful they are, motherfucker. Uh, that's how powerful the Lord is. He'll give you the church girls whenever he damn well pleases. <laughs>
2: He's the Lord,
1: exactly. Hello, Lord. <laughs> 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 All right. Hello,
2: oh, Lord.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Tony Timbali says, "Hey guys, uh, think you thinking you need to do an episode on Lars' show, It's Electric." Now that he has interviewed the other guys in the, the band, Greg Fiddleman, and this week, the guy that signed him them to Electra, which, by the way, we might be in contact with.:
2: We um, have been in contact with him, and we are going to be
1: doing an episode with him. Yes. Uh, it seems there's a lot of info that you guys could cover. Also, it's pretty cool uh, dissecting what songs each of the guys uh, choose to play on the show. Thanks, Tony. Tony Timbali. P.S. I got my t-shirt and the sticker went right in my MacBook Pro. Thanks. That's awesome, man. Well, first well, of all, en- enjoy your sticker. Enjoy your
2: t-shirt. Wear it with pride. Yeah, we got... Uh, I didn't even mention this. We got t-shirts now. If you've heard of the last few episodes, we got them. They're 20 bucks. Plus, that includes <laughs> shipping. Plus, you get some stickers. If you want one of those oh, t-shirts... Yeah. We we only we got less than 40, and actually half of them are gone now. Uh, if you want them, shoot us that email. Podcast show at gmo.com and we'll oh, send yeah. you that shit. Thanks, Tony. Okay, I, I think, so I think we I, need to make like a new jingle, like, So I love You, Tony Timbali. Let's just I mean,
1: commit to that. If Tony Timbali is, is down to ride in consistently, then we can definitely make a jingle for him. We'll jingle it up. All right, so here's my first thing with Tony Timbali's email. Um, All right. My first thing, he wants us to talk about, obviously, Lars' show, It's Electric. I would love to talk about it. My only gripe about that show is that. I can't hear it because I don't subscribe to Apple Music.
2: Well, I have not heard it either for the same reason. But I You're, wonder if you if you can go find it on YouTube or something like. The dude, day after. I I
1: I have been searching for it. Apple is fucking anal, and oh, it, it, it's not easy to just listen to an episode. Okay, like, like so. So like like you when uh, Metallica and Lars posted about interviewing all the other guys in the band, I was like, "Fuck, this is gonna be awesome!" Can't wait to hear it. And the day after it's up, I'm like on YouTube. I'm like, how do I listen to this? And then I was like, Oh, it's an Apple music exclusive thing. They do. However, they will air it live and you can tune into it, but I'm on the road. I'm in the middle of working. I ain't don't,
2: nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for it's electric when you're working. Well, maybe so, one day when we can hear it, we'll do an episode on it. Yeah. Um,
1: I just, you know, the thing is I I have other things I subscribe to, like, Apple music is cool. I'm down with it. I don't need to subscribe to it. And I wish to God that to the metal gods that Lars's it's electric radio show was actually a podcast just on iTunes.
2: Yeah. Well, they're trying to make that money. Not, not Lars. I just mean like the beat beats and of course, you know, yeah. Having Lars do a show. That's actually really good. The reviews for his show are really good,
1: but it's let's just, be honest.
2: Smart for them. Smart marketing. But- they're not going to do a free podcast.
1: But here's... Man, they they should. They definitely should. Like, do, do they need the money? No. Does Apple need the money? No. But if Lars decided, hey, I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to talk to all my friends, all these guys that worked on our records, all the guys in my band, that thing would be so successful.
2: Yeah, for sure. They're, they're, they, you're right. They're definitely missing out on a huge demo of people that would otherwise be listening. Like You and I are the biggest Metallica fans I know, other than maybe some of our patrons, but... Well, Tony we, is a and, big fan and we can't find it. So we'll figure it out. Tony, we, we yeah, we're not going to let you down. Tony, I'll tell you that. Listen, I, I know there's
1: ways to, to actually stream it and, and like get it like maybe through torrent sites and things like that. But I would like to listen to it like in a good way to where I'm supporting the show, but I don't want to subscribe to a whole service just for one show. Yeah. That's 100%. my, that's my only gripe with, with Lars's show. i I love that he's doing it, but come on, man. Like let the fans hear that shit. Well, he's listening. He'll—he's <clears throat> probably making notes right now. Yeah, Lars, listen. I was at—I was at Metallica HQ today, and yeah, I, you went to I, HQ today. I screamed
2: it to your building. Let us listen. It's electric for free. So no one was there. It was just everyone's out working. That's the deal. They're all on tour. Well, I didn't actually go to the door and like knock, but you um, should have. I did that when I went to Pearl Jam's place in Seattle. I actually knocked on the door.
1: Well, when, when, when me and my wife drove up, uh, there's like basically like an alley on each side kind of thing. We drove up, I looked up, there's no, uh, no cars in the first alley, no cars in the next alley. I know there's probably a parking lot out back. And if anyone's listening, who's been to HQ, please tell us the layout of the land. But, uh, it definitely looked vacant. Like, I know that there's like a plethora of Metallica gear that is like coveted in metal history in that building. But um, I didn't. I, I didn't feel comfortable like exploring the premises. There was fucking cameras everywhere. I just wanted oh, to take a sure. picture in front of it. But um, so long story short, uh, my wife. And I, I my finished tour yesterday. I flew to San Francisco today. Uh, my, this is where my wife is from, and we were driving up to her dad's house, who's north of San Francisco, and we happened to pass through San Rafael, which, if you know anything about Metallica, that's where HQ is, and. I have known it before, and I was like, "I'm gonna Google Metallica HQ." Enter. There's the map. Like, it's not. It's not. It's not like a secret where it is. And there's James Hetfield's personal phone number. His page exactly. Number. So yeah, I called him, and I was like, "James," and he was like, "Ooh, yeah." <laughs> hey,
2: hey, James, can I uh, can I come visit his queue? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh,
1: no, but but it was it was cool. Like we, we we were driving, and all of a sudden I saw signs for uh, San Rafael, like six miles, and I was like. Uh, hey babe, um, do you mind exiting somewhat soon? She's like, Why? I was like, I have to take a picture in front of this building. She's like, What is it? I'm like, Metallica Studio. So she mapped it. We got off the exit and I actually got nervous.
2: Yeah. Well, because because it's because you, because that's there's power there that you know where there's so many things that you and I. Cherish and hold dear and love about this planet happened at that place in that building. Actually, and and and
1: Clint knows this, but the the first person that I texted a photo of me to was Clint, and all I said was, "I'm on sacred ground." And And what did I say? And he said, "Huh?" or something like that. I said, "I said, well, what is that?" You're like, "What is that?" (laughs) And I said. I said something like, "Take a wild guess. Where else would I be in Northern California, or something like that?" And you were like, "Was that the original house?" Which was a good guess. I think you were thinking of where they first wrote
2: the yeah. first couple of
1: records with Cliff.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought it might have been.
1: Um, but no, I failed. I, I failed. I, I I I drove up to HQ this well,
2: morning. Well, you, under- you guys got to understand the front of HQ. I mean, Ethan sent me this picture today. We'll put it on Instagram this week. Uh, it looks just like a sort of corporate. It's a very bland, nondescript, uh like very. warehouse looking place.
1: Yeah. Well, and and surrounding it is nothing but like it's like an industrial area. Like the, the the lot next door, there was probably thousands of just wood pallets stacked up. I have no idea what the building is. But the second I pulled up and I saw the alley, I saw a little basketball hoop, and I saw some graffiti on the side of the building. I'm like, that's it. That's the fucking building. Wow. But how much cool stuff happened in that building, man? Was, well, I mean, every, so much
2: cool. I mean, so much S- cool shit. Uh, Sane Anger. Yeah, I would put that in with cool shit. I think that's cool that that shit was made there. I mean, if the it, ma- even the if ma- not the record, the documentary. The was The majority made
1: there. of some kind of monster was filmed in the building that I took a picture in front of today.
2: Dude, as far as I'm concerned, that's that's pilgrimage territory. That's like mecca shit. Like Metallica fans got to go check that out, and I of will course. one day, and hopefully, yeah. it's with you. Glad you got I mean, to do
1: it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, and I'll, I'll I'll end by saying this. When we drove up, I was a little nervous. I don't know why. I know that they're not there. They're not sitting there, like, writing riffs, but, like, it was just nerve-wracking. I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm about to, like, take a picture in front of, like, some huge Metallica history right here. For sure. And I got out of the car, and I looked around, like, as if James was, like, over the fence with a shotgun, like, oh, come closer, motherfucker. <laughs> I really felt nervous and my wife stayed she was like I'm not getting out she thought she kind of rolled her eyes she was just like really you want to do this I'm like fuck yeah I do but God bless her true love she was like okay it's only out of her way by five minutes I take a picture I get back in the car and I was just grinning from ear to ear for the next hour of driving it was awesome that's great man I even respected the building enough to not even step on the sidewalk I was in the middle of the street taking a photo you respected enough to not even pee on it oh no I pissed all over that motherfucker <laughs>
2: i figured i would i would i would just christen that thing that's cool man i was happy for you because that's i mean i've done i've done the kiss shit in new york yeah i remember the first time i went to abbey road when i did the tour of the uk like I've, i know what yeah, all that man. means and especially this season of our lives while we're doing the show and we're we're real heavy on the the met train so totally i know that i know that was cool
1: When it was, and it was extra exciting because I didn't even think about like, like my wife is from this area. I've been up here a million times. It's practically a second home for me, like the Oakland, San Francisco area. And today, all of a sudden I just was driving. I looked up and I saw San Rafael three miles or whatever it was. And all of a sudden it just hit me. I was like, Oh my God, why have I not done this? So there we go. I got off the exit and we did it. And you guys will see it this week on our Instagram.
2: You'll see it. Go check it out. Yeah. Instagram backslash look it up. Look it I don't, up. I don't know what it is. Backslash Tony Timbali. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tony. Our next email comes from a patron of the show. Our friend Sarah Sobeck says, hey, guys. What's up, Sarah? Sorry. What's up, Sarah? Sarah came and visited us in Detroit. But she says, sorry, I've been out of touch lately. Been on a Whirlwind Metallica and Horror Festival tour. Yes, it was as awesome as it sounds. I just binged listened to the last three episodes. Loved the Rocky voice. I I appreciate that. Uh, Thank you very much. (laughs) She says, maybe a new voice each episode. I'm heading out. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm heading out to Copenhagen. She's going to that Copenhagen Copenhagen makeup show. Uh, Crazy. Copenhagen and Amsterdam next week. Don't want to make you guys too jealous, but if you do want the details, I'll send them after the shows. I'm super psyched. Love you guys. Sarah, P.S., Putting your New York Attitude t-shirts in the mail today. So Sarah sent, you haven't seen this, Ethan, because you haven't been home, but I got right. this yesterday. She sent oh, us t-shirts yes. from the New York um, chapter, uh, which I guess they're called New York Attitude. That's awesome. The fan club chapter. So uh, And then also Sarah posted on our Twitter today, she, got, she ordered a Metal Up Your Podcast shirt and she's wearing it to the Copenhagen show. No way. Sarah, thank you. And now Sarah's Sarah and her husband Pete are some legit diehard fans. They've met the band. Sarah's like met the band at the I think believe it the Webster Hall show. And I'm hoping maybe they do like a meet and greet and Sarah's wearing that shirt. And old Papa Head's like, Hey, what's that? And Sarah goes, Oh my God, it's the coolest shit ever. It's my friend Ethan and Clint. You should go check it out. And then fast forward to literally two and a half weeks from that and then we're best friends with James Hetfield. Totally. And we're at
1: Metallica HQ which I've been to as I explained. But you're not on the outside any longer. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Oh no. Mm-hmm.
2: Things we're have on changed. the inside.
1: You're on the motherfucking inside, Ethan. And then we become the official Metallica podcast and we only, and we all have to move to San Francisco and we broadcast from
2: Metallica HQ. Then we get super famous and I marry a Kardashian and it goes horribly wrong. Then I get addicted to heroin, yep. which is awesome, and then terrible. Oh, it's so terrible at the end. Yeah, it's, it's the Well, that and that's how it. That's actually how it all ends. It's the and then I married fit, a, fit, and then I married
1: Jenner. Yeah, what happens yeah. to you? Oh God, I I go down the speed train, it's not, man. It's not good. speed, yeah. Oh man, it's it's really bad. At first, it's great. I'm 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 up. I'm feeling great. I'm partying with all the Jenners and 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 crossing and paths with the Kardashians. Yeah, and uh, Mrs. Wells, should I say? Right, um, Kardashian uh, but, Wells. There's a where yeah, we have yeah, yeah.
2: Wells Dashian. Well, um, we're like on the we're on the like mushroom with the caterpillar just on planet Z. Oh yeah, totally. Just uh, melt it out. But you're but you're on the speed train. You're, yeah, you're but, fucking flying high. But it go
3: flying high again.
2: Yeah. A little moth uh, in the flame. But then it
1: goes, uh that was Ozzy actually. Um Oh, flying high
0: high again.
2: <laughs> you're falling, <laughs> but you think you're flying high, that's moth in the flame, dude. Fuck Ozzy. Well it's it's all <laughs> Whoa, jeez. Oh, I just mean fuck him right now okay right now right this second yeah uh but anyways
1: my my whole speed journey comes to a a a crashing end it's a train wreck of an end and then i'm back uh in nashville with you just recording a podcast
2: uh with like a hundred listeners oh my god
1: yeah it's a bummer
2: this is like this is like us in january (laughs) it's exactly all right well well, sarah thank thank you so much thank you so much to our friend sarah sit man sarah rocks dude sarah oh she's awesome And her husband's pretty, too. They're cool. All right.
1: Well, l- l- let me preface this next email by saying, by saying I am more than honored to read this email because this guy is actually a very old friend, someone I've toured with. And I read the email on my phone the other day on tour and didn't realize who it was until he signed who it was. And I okay. lost my mind and I, I was so excited to reply to him. So, our next email is from Steve Stemek who is, God, I don't even know where to begin with Steve Stemmick. He's a badass lighting guy. He was one of the funniest dudes in the world. He had an alter ego slash fake band called Umlaut, which, Umlat. oh yeah, my germ, The German, yeah, the punctuation, German punctuation. <laughs> Anyways, he says, hello, gents, just caught up with your podcast existence and have been enjoying them. I agree with y'all's assessment that a great guitar solo, A, feeds this into the song, B, needs to sound like uh, it is saying something uh, to, parap- to, to, to paraphrase Carlos Santana, a guitar player who has a hat and a mustache, with your guitar playing, you should be either praying, cussing, or making love. And I try to do all three, motherfuckers. Oh, I achieve all three. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, Steve goes on to give us his top 10 list of uh, Metallica g- guitar solos. I'll read them right now as follows Number 10, Struggle Within. I love that. Number nine, No Remorse. Number eight, Damage Incorporated. Number seven, Master of Puppets, The Hammett Solo. Number six, Master of Puppets, The Headfield Solo. Strong. Number five, Hit the Lights. Number four, Motor Breath, Second Solo. That is deep cut right there. Uh, number three, Escape, Escape. Which is crazy. Now, Whoa. Uh, now, Steve Stomach also, in his email, he did go on to explain a lot of why he chose all these songs. He was very,
2: ar- very ar- and He was very articulate and very thoughtful. Very articulate. Um, I think it's good that we're just
1: uh, reading his list because uh, news to Clint, he doesn't know Steve Stomach, but I would love to have Steve on the show. That dude would give so much insight to the show, especially specifics like this. So maybe that's something we can
2: uh, look forward to in the near future. It all depends on what kind of hard drugs he uses. Oh, uh, only the hardest. Okay, good. Oh, he's yeah. in then. You ever heard of aluminum?
1: Aluminium? Yes. Uh, Aluminium? Yeah. Yeah. He does that shit. Uh, So number three, escape. Number two, disposable heroes. Number one, ride the fucking lightning. Boom. Uh, And then he goes on to say, enjoy what it hurts so far, Ethan. Hope you and Callie are great. That's my wife. We are great. We're hanging out in California right now. Uh, Stemmick is, as I know him as, Steve Stemmick, one of the best souls on this planet. Thank you for writing in. I, I was honestly... Very genuinely shocked that he listened to our show. I had no idea he was listening to it, and then all of a sudden he wrote in. So it made my day, made my week, made my fucking month, man. Thank you, Stemic, for writing in.
2: Steve, I fucking love you, man. Dude, I fucking Stamek, love you, Steve. <laughs> you're the fucking best. Umlaut rules. Thanks, Steve Stemic. Our next email is from St. Matthew. He says, great episode and great rankings from both of y'all, referring to our top 10 solos episodes. He says... My own top 10 favorite solos in no particular ranked order are, I guess ranking them was just too tough for St. Matthew. He okay, fair enough. It. He couldn't, couldn't be bothered. He was, he, was too, it was, he was too close to all these. He says, To Live Is To Die, Bleeding Me, The Ending Solos, Nothing Else Matters, and now I love this submission, and Ethan does not like it. The House That Jack Built, TalkBox Solo, which I agree wow, is wow, fucking wow, wow. awesome. Oh, and, uh, Peter Frampton. <laughs> He's got some good song, good list, man. He goes where the wild things are, which I think is a great solo, forgotten gem. Unforgiven three, my friend of misery, Thorn Within, Fade to Black, and then of course the Unforgiven. He says I'm totally looking forward to September. You've hyped it up with upcoming podcasts such as Sandinger Reload, etc. I'm sure it'll be great. Keep up the good work. Thanks, dude. Always a positive message from St. Matthew. Yeah, St. Matthew. Thank you very much. Uh, Actually, I I love his list. Yes, I
1: do not love the whole talk box thing uh, on the House of Jack. Oh, it's awesome. Um, I know you love it. It's just not, it's not, it's, you know, it's not my topping on my slice of pizza, but that's fine. This is, you know, this is, this is a subjective thing, man. Your list is your list. True. I happen to, I happen to agree with a lot of his uh, list though all right all right our next email comes from joe b he that's says johanna. Hey guys. oh johanna johanna uh says hey guys i was happy to hear this one uh, uh talking about our uh, top 10 solos um i put my list together based on solos that i've specifically thought about played and replayed over and over through the years okay that's a great way to approach this i think so so she's a guitar player Totally. That's awesome. So, uh, and, and you know, and uh, I have to say that like there was, uh, maybe not my entire top 10 list, but there was a numerous songs in my top 10 list that were based upon how I've learned them. I play them over the years. So I love, I love how this is starting out. All right. All right. Number 10, thorn within number nine leading me. Love it. Number, number eight, wherever I roam. Number, number seven to live is to die. I assume that means all the solos. Um, I guess you
2: can get away with that. It's kind of cheating, but that's okay.
1: That's fine. Okay. Uh, this one's specific. Uh, number six, Master of Puppets, the James Solo. Obviously, I backed that one. Um, number five, Clint, Faded Black intro. Boom. Boom goes the faded Black. Uh, number four, continuing with this, Sanitarium intro. Now, that was a tough one for me. I wanted to include that so bad.
2: But you couldn't. Why, man, wife's... Life, life will let you down, man. Life's hard.
1: You couldn't have both. Exactly. Well, oh my gosh.
2: It's we a tough one. We find a way one. to it's move on. One. Yeah, we find a way to move on.
1: Yeah, and we can move on with their top three, which is number three, <laughs> Nothing Else Matters. Number two, Fade to Black Outro, which I also chose. And number one, The Unforgiving also says, fucking duh. She's right. Yeah. Joe says, have, have a great week. Joe. Thanks, Joe.
2: Thank you very much. Chris Bradshaw writes, dudes, just tuned in. Got up to episode six-ish and then had to jump right into the Justice episode. Very relatable. Been listening since 92 when I heard some kids singing Inner Salmon on a school bus. Made Whoa. me into a musician. Went through the whole ska, skate punk thing, but it seems nice. the older I get, the more I geek over Metallica. Keep going, lads. Literally, I will keep listening. Chris. Thank you, Chris. Chris.
1: Well, first of all, Chris, don't get out of the whole ska, uh, ska, ska, skate punk thing. For real. Uh, I uh, got into ska, skate punk, all that stuff. I also got into Metallica. Guess what? I'm almost 40 years old, and I still love all that
2: shit. Keep going through it. Are you Are you talking to Chris, or are you talking to yourself? Are you t- giving yourself this advice? Dude, Ethan, you're cool. Don't Ethan, please- <laughs> Ethan, it's just you and you. <laughs> Listen to ska music. Do you can still listen, listen you can listen still to listen Metallica to skate punk? Yeah, you can, you're fine.
1: You should do a ska version of a Metallica song and then while skateboarding.
2: Yeah, you're cool, Ethan. Ethan, it's cool. Whoa, I just woke up. Are we recording right now? <laughs> we are is, this, is yeah, this an
1: episode? Who is this? Hella <laughs> Who is this? Or who who am I talking to?
0: <laughs>
1: What's up, Dave?
2: oh my oh god geez. it's been such a long day
1: all right it really Thanks, has chris. if you thank had any idea how how long my day was and how little i had to sleep one hour by the way i'm feeling delusional right now but i'm enjoying this thoroughly i think
2: we i think we can hear it i think we hear that
1: okay good uh, chris thank you very much that was that was a great email and uh we will keep it going because you we're know that was the best fucking email ever might be our number one email
2: my favorite ever- number one worthy of a theme song i don't know uh, never know sure you well, never know sure. you never know i think i think his email would go uh uh keep going lads <laughs> is he you think he's british he says lads keep going lads oh uh, I is feel this like turner duckworth oh turner duckworth
1: well keep going lads I would, say, I would say that Chris is definitely from the UK. He's either, I would say, English, Scottish, or Irish. All right. Either English, of Scottish, course, Irish, French, Italian. So, as, we, as we know, basically he's from New Jersey.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Right.
1: So our next email is from, is from Brandon, and Brandon has uh, given us his top 10 solos uh, from our last episode. Number 10, Atlas Rise. Nice. Number 9, Ride the Lightning. Number 8, No Remorse, the intro solo. That cool choice. Which is, if, if you guys don't listen to fucking Kill em All, that song starts with a fucking solo. It's awesome. Which is pretty rare. Very rare. Uh Number seven, one, the intro and outro. Okay, so he's kind of including almost everything. Cheater. Jeez, that's that's too you much soloing, cheater. Brandon. Brandon, God damn it, you fucking cheater. <laughs> uh, number six, Justice for All. Number five, Master of Puppets, the James solo. That's getting a lot of love, man. James, James, man james solo <laughs> is getting a lot of love in master puppets all all, all all i can say to that is i think i think uh, mm. everyone's in agreement that james needs to solo more i don't know i don't know if he needs to solo more i really don't uh i was at hq today and guess what he walked outside while i was taking a picture and he was like hey man uh what do you think about my soloing and i was like do it more he's like oh yeah i think you're right i should I didn't tell that story earlier, but James walked out, and we talked about it solo, and he's going to solo more. What a, so, They're, what an interesting it, new it,
2: chapter! Isn't that crazy? I, I think when he doesn't, when he withholds and just does his role as the as the frontman, the, the creative engine, I think that makes those few moments that he decides to grace us with his beautiful solos that much more powerful. Of course, That's all I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that he should he should solo every fucking song. I'm just saying that like
1: uh maybe just like uh 10% more just like all right 10 throw, th- th- throw those toppings on the pizza james and we're going to eat that shit up
2: oh well sure I, if he that's shit on a pizza i would eat the pizza of course we would <laughs>
1: uh anyways moving on to brandon's list uh number 4 unforgiven number 3 creeping death number 2 memory re- memory remains i love
2: the memory remains solo for real oh i agree
1: that's awesome um Great number two. And number one, the Four Horsemen, the Melodic
2: Bridge Yeah, solo. that was going to be the one, if you and I had to pick one from Killamaw, that we both unanimously yep. would have picked that one. Oh, yeah. Hands down. That was it, man. Thanks, Brandon. You win a pancake for me. I'm going to send you a pancake this week. I'm going to make Ooh. it myself. I'm going to put it in an envelope. I'm going to send it to you. That's what you won. We wow. do random gifts here on the podcast. Can I come over next week? Uh, you can. For breakfast? There will be no pancakes because I sent them to Brandon fuck you brandon geez i want panics <laughs> topango writes in and says this is no top 10 it's just a mention i love the god that failed solo i'm not a musician the solo just gets to me for some reason thanks for reading i love that we got someone trying to stand in the old gap for the god that failed solo because it's fucking awesome it is a fucking awesome solo you and i have, have have more
1: than praised kirk's work on the black album yep for sure thank you Topango." thank you so much uh next one is from eric frazier he says hey guys big fan of yours here love the show uh i'm a very amateur guitarist and i and i enjoy playing metallica uh but most solos are out of my league my favorite solo Same. of all yeah okay yeah they're, they're all they're most of them are pretty tough my yeah. favorite solo all time is the later one uh on suicide redemption interesting i believe it's yeah. actually dueling james kirk solo it is all- he's right he is correct. All around awesome. If memory serves, Lars mentions on the making of video that he thinks it's one of Kirk's best. Uh, he's, he goes on to say, uh, um, one in four horsemen are my next two. Keep up the great shows. Um, man, Suicide and Redemption. That's that is, that is a, that's a very, very deep cut.
2: Yeah, it's not often
1: mentioned. Not often mentioned. Uh, and if I, if I had to pick one track to skip off Death Magnetic, it would be that one.
2: Mm, i'm gonna bum you out you know what it'd be for me my apocalypse really okay you yeah. did bum me out all right yeah and i know thanks
1: for listening guys uh we're gonna be back <laughs> next week with uh with, Podcast with your host <laughs> ethan luck
2: <laughs> all right thanks eric dylan Thank McIntyre, you very much, eric. who is a patron says cool You hey guys dude. Love, the, love the top 10 episodes here's my list 10 bleeding me slide solo which i also clint loves chose that solo oh you love that clint number nine he chose james's solo which i thought was pretty dope number eight damage Inc. number seven orion cliff solo we got two orions in dylan's list yeah number six day it never comes which is a fucking monster five nothing else matters james four unforgiven two which you also had ethan yep one the tapping solo two creeping death and he wrote number one of course the unforgiven more unforgiven love man i mean
1: it's good list dylan I I actually would love to hear from somebody that that thinks that solo is garbage. Well, they're out there. They're 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 out there. I'm sure they are. Well, if they're out there, they didn't even listen to that record. But God, hands down, man. Like we we've had a few uh, you know a few people email in that that solo is their number one, and that was
2: both of our number ones. Fuck, it's so good. It's the best one. It's number yeah. one. It's number one. You're number one. I'm shouting this to an uh, an anthropomorphic solo. You're number one. <laughs> so I dub the number one. <laughs> Dude, you got the
1: lyrics wrong. What the fuck is your problem? Load and reload suck. Fuck, sanding is brutal. Load sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, it's late right now. We are delusional, but right, we're gonna keep going, going- here.
2: We Next we go from left. another another patron.
1: Another patron, Joseph Caps.
2: What up, Joe?
1: Yo, Joe Cap. Uh he says, hey, I Joe. enjoyed hearing your top ten lists. I would like to know uh what St. Anger Solos might have sounded like. It's a shame that there aren't any known solo recordings. Uh and he in, in parentheses he says who
2: uh who knows what was laid out at the Presidio. Um here's what here's what here's what St. Angers solos would sound like. <laughs> actually go listen to any corn or system of a down solo that's what they would have sounded like actually here's what the Sandinger solos sound like
1: uh hey guys can we just get in the
2: studio and just like hash it out fucking just play why i'm in a shit mood he's in a shit mood i love that scene i know love you've been, that you've been picking at me all day you pick me all day man kirk's like yeah we have better things to do with our time and james is like yeah I do have better things to do with my time, and then he slams the kind of foam door that's like the worst door to try to slam. I know it's like, because it doesn't. Sl- <laughs> <It's>
1: like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, for Headfield, if I was in that room, I would still be like, "Oh fuck,
2: he's serious," right? Because he, he's because he's he commands a powerful presence, but the the door slam is falls falls short. It does, but he also he he goes for it. He he he, he pulls that thing like it's a fucking door made of oak. Oh. He, dude. If anyone's gonna slam the door that can't be slammed, it's James Hatfield. Oh, the door that should not be. <laughs> the, door be <laughs> the door that can't be slammed. The door that can't
1: be slammed. The door that
2: never. The door that never. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Enter Dorman. <laughs> <laughs> all right so anyways joseph goes on to uh give us his top 10 solos number 10 whiplash number nine harvester of sorrow number eight that was just your life good one uh number seven fade to black the outro solo number six red lighting number five unforgiven number four one the outro solo number three nothing else matters great james moment number two orion both the guitar and bass solo cheater Oh uh, God! It's so greedy. You Joseph. fucking cheating, Joseph. Number one, master of puppets. I
2: assume he means Kirk Solo,
1: which is okay.
2: Uh, well, it's I'm, unclear. I'm, he might he might mean James's solo.
1: Uh, I think he probably means Kirk Solo. Let's be honest. He just okay. says master of puppets. I, well, he he did specify certain things like fade to black outro solo. Orion, both guitar and bass solo. So let's just assume he means Kirk's Solo master Puppets. And I was totally kidding when I said it's okay. That fucking solo is classic, incredible. One of Kirk's, I would say, easily in his top 20
2: moments in the entire 35 plus years of the band. Yeah, it's great. It was really tough for me to edge it out of my list, but it's great. So oh, yeah. It's great number one. Thanks, Joseph. Our last email is from our new patron, Junebug Fugit.
3: He says, up, Jumbug? my buddy...
2: He says, my buddy Torben Wannabe turned me onto to your show a couple months ago. I binge listened to every episode. And now I'm finally up to date. I just want to say that I think you guys are doing a great job. I'll be supporting on Patreon as soon as I send this, which he did. Nice. So here's his top 10 list. And I think this is his top 10, like, records. He says, 10, St. Anger, duh. He says, tie for number 9, which is reload and, oh, tie is reload, load, and hardware. Okay, wait. He did this all fucked out. Okay. Well, number he, 10 is yeah. St. Anger. Tie for number two is between Reload, Load, Hardwired, Death Magnetic, and Kill Em All. His tie for number one, Puppets, Black Album, Lightning, and Justice. He says, you might be thinking, isn't that a top three list? Make no mistake. St. Anger is number 10 on my list. It's just so bad, nothing else even comes close. Anyway, keep the good work, guys. Can't wait to hear your EP. And then he says, Junebug pronounced, oh, Fuget. He, pronounced, he says, pronounced Fuget. Not the same Junebug you met in Detroit. You remember that guy we met in Detroit who called himself June Bug? Oh, yeah. He's not, he's sp- specifically saying he's not that guy. Not to be confused with the guy that said, nice. Nice. We haven't had nice in a minute. Uh, Well, guess what? Today is nice. Nice. So those are our emails. All right. Now, we're going to get to the portion of the show where we play for you guys Uh, full-on versions of where we're at currently in our progress on the ep yeah the first one we're going to play for you is ethan's rendition of the unforgiven three do you want to talk a little bit about how you recorded it were you in hotel rooms were you on your bus were you
1: well well and i also i I also would like to add to this that um this isn't the final version um clint may may uh, have final versions he's going to play for you but for me uh, i've been on the road for the last month and a lot of this all happened while I was on the road as far as me and Clint deciding this is what we're going to do for our Patreon, for our fans. Um, so all of what you're about to hear was recorded in hotel rooms. Most specifically was recorded in a hotel room in Syracuse, New York. Um, but it, you know what? It's, it's It was the first song I chose. And I was like, you know what? This song is fucking great. I'm not about to touch the Unforgiven, the original. But the Unforgiven three is my second favorite of the Unforgiven trilogy, and I thought it's such a great melody. It's great lyrical content. uh, The dynamics are cool, and I thought, how can I take this on myself and um, do my own version of this and and do something a little more, you know, a little unique, something different from the original? uh, That if maybe you heard me playing it like at a local club, you'd be like, oh, what what song is that? You wouldn't think it was maybe a Metallica song. So, yeah. Those are my thoughts on how, why I chose this and and why I recorded it the way I did. And again, this is not the the the, uh, the final version. Once I get home in a few days, uh, I'm going to be adding more to the song. So, uh, but but as of now, this is this is uh, the best I got for you for what I could record in hotel rooms.
2: All right, and with no further ado, we give you our current progress on the Unforgiven Three.
3: Could he know this new dawn's light Would change his life forever Set sail to sea but pulled off course By the light of golden treasure Was he the one causing pain With his careless dreaming Been afraid, always afraid Of the things he's feeling, he could just be gone. He would just sail on, just sail.
1: you guys enjoyed that i enjoyed enjoyed it it. yeah Yeah, i I thought it it was i mean i might be a little biased here but i thought it was fucking great (laughs) uh so clint uh let's uh what do you say we hear one of your songs
2: all right so i i knew when we first introduced the ep i knew that i was definitely going to do the outlaw torn i knew you would which is not on snm by the way no but well one of the reasons i knew i had to do it is because of the glaring omission of it from snm exactly uh in fact, all of my songs are from Load and Reload, but I knew I would do this one. The lyric is one of the most mysterious lyrics James has ever written. I'm still really not sure what it's about, um, but it really doesn't matter to me. It's it's, sure. it's super evocative, super emotive. It's it to me Load and Reload both uh, in general, but this song specifically are highlights of James's more personal, strange lyrics. Right. So it was super fun to take this sort of nine-minute epic and distill it down, make it sort of more acoustic, and uh, really just focus on the melody and the lyric. And it was good for my range. It's it's As we move on in the EPs, it's, it's going to be difficult to sing some of these songs. But this is one of the few that I knew I could sing pretty well. I lowered yeah. it. It's an entire step lower than on the record, and it's way more mellow. So. Yeah, we'll I did that, the same okay. thing with Unforgiven 3, and, and, and if anyone out there is a singer-songwriter
1: and uh, you're, you're, you're covering a song, you could do it in the same key, but uh, depending on what your register is, like it's, it's, it's refreshing to do it in a different key. It, it takes on a life of its own. I think Clint did that on this version of Outlaw Torn. I did the same thing with Unforgiven 3, so without further ado, man. Here it is, the Outlaw Torn. MG. <laughs>
2: were you just amazed just now? Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Beyond amazed, man. Well, here's the deal. So you guys can hear they're 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 similar but they're a little different. We're kind of calling them reimaginings. We're putting a yeah. little spin on it. And we're really excited about it. The way to to hear it the, the full track list, the whole thing when it's done when we get it mixed and mastered, we're going to keep overdubbing and adding shit to it. Agreed. The way to do that is through Patreon. It's P A T R E O N Patreon.com. Backslash Melo Beer podcast. Go over there, check it out, get involved. It's so it's fun. We're kind of on the ride. We're having a journey. Oh yeah, totally. And uh, and we're gonna do a few more of these teaser episodes where we play more of the songs, but we for hope sure you enjoyed yeah. it.
1: And you know <coughs> excuse me.
2: I'm a
1: little sick right now. Um you know uh, speaking of these cover songs, like it's fun for us to do these kind of things. And if you're a musician out there and you've done cover songs, whether it's Metallica or Iron Maiden or Juice Priest or whoever. Um, I don't know how you feel, but for us, it's fun to do, like Clint said, a reimagining of these songs. Sure, it's fun to just play the songs as is, as Metallica recorded them. But it's so fun and almost challenging to take on these songs in a new direction and and you know reimagine them as your own song. So, uh, if you guys are musicians out there and, and you've done covers of Metallica songs, send them to us. We'd love to hear them.
2: Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah. Metal up your podcast show. Gmock.com. I would love yeah. to hear some of that.
1: Please. Someone send me a version of anything. from Saint anger
2: and sell me on it, please. Uh, I might have to do a version of all within my hands and sell you on it. I feel like I could do, I could, I could do a version
1: of the song. St. Anger. Really? I think so.
2: There's good moments in there, man. <clears throat> well, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure on volume two, I'm going to do uh, All Within My Hands. So you have that well, to look forward to. All right. Well, well, also, and we're going to be talking about the album St. Anger next month. So That's right. Coming up in Set sooner, we have, we have St. Anger, Some Kind of Monster, our James Hetfield episode, our interview with Michael Wagner, who mixed Master of Puppets. Yep. We're going to be interviewing the dude that um, signed them to Electric Records, who was just on Lawrence's show. Yep. So and, uh, we
1: might even slip in uh, a reload there. We are, we, we, we plan on doing that. Like Clint said at the beginning of the episode, we plan on doing that this week, but uh, due to schedules, it was kind of tough to, to accomplish, but who knows, man, maybe we'll throw that, throw that in the next month too. If
2: not, it'll be in October. All right. For those of you on the ride with us, thank you so much for listening. And we love you. <laughs> Peace. Adios. <laughs> You were our advisor, what would you say? Then I would say delete that.